Today's focus is hope realigned in times of longing and waiting. My name is Liana Harris and I am, among other things, women's pastor here in St. Aldate's. I would like to start with reading from Psalm 62, the first two verses. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And in verse 5, yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. What has been on my heart to address for a long time is the area of waiting and longing for someone to share life with and getting married. And very close at hand is also the longing for children if one is struggling with that. But it can be very something very different or something else. For example, a sense of a particular calling, a job opportunity or something else. I will start in the particular because the emotions, the thoughts and the questions are very often similar regardless of what we are waiting and longing for. And then I will move over to the more underlying and more general questions for our life in this world. Questions which unites us all about God's love and presence and his calling to every one of us. A risk for everyone in this situation of waiting and longing is to focus so much on what one is lacking so that overshadows everything. And the waiting becomes a limbo state where we put life on hold, just waiting for this big dream to come true, instead of focusing on what we have, rejoicing in that and trust the Lord and live life to the full and also serve and love other people. I would like to mention four different things or areas which I think is important to acknowledge when one finds oneself in a time of waiting and longing. And these are not meant to be looked at and go through in a chronological order, but rather simultaneously or side by side. The first one is to acknowledge the longing, because it's very often a very beautiful, right and God-given longing. And I think it's important to, to ask God for an answer. And I very often think about Mary when she uh, tells Jesus about the lack of wine at this wedding we can read about in John 2. And she just come to him and says, she just came to him and said, they have no wine. And she doesn't try to help Jesus to respond to this need and come up with ideas of how he should do in this situation. She just comes to him with open hands, trusting him and trusting in his timing. And also Jesus says himself in Matthew 6, the Father knows what you need. So that's the first point, acknowledging the longing. And then closely connected to that, that to acknowledge the pain which very often 
come is connected with the longing and waiting, which we haven't just seen fulfilled. And be true to yourself and your feelings. And don't try to put a lid on the pain. That makes us often either hard and independent or bitter, disappointed, etc. I think it's important to not grow hard and rigid or bitter and unsatisfied. But And to do that, I think it's important to have a balance between acknowledging the pain without dwelling or be overwhelmed by what one is lacking. I recently heard a very good expression from an older, older very wise woman. And she, she said, um, she explained this to sit in the pain, so to speak. So instead of trying to push down pain or ignore pain, to just dare to be still. So she used this expression to sit in the pain together with the Lord. And when we do that, reactions and feelings can come up to the surface. And God can meet you there when you invite him. And allow yourself to be vulnerable before God and a few people you trust. And it says in Psalm 62, where I started, and it says in verse 8, Pour out your hearts to him. For God is our refuge. So acknowledge the longing, acknowledge the pain, and closely connected to this, number three, know that God is your hope. God is your savior. God, your savior, is your hope. Hope. Any therapist would agree with me saying that acknowledging the longing and acknowledging the pain is important. But according to the Bible, our salvation and our hope comes from God. As it says in Psalm 62 verse 5, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Jesus is your hope, your rock and your salvation. He is a firm foundation. And as it says in Isaiah 30 verse 18, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. He is for you. He knows you. He is the one who has made us whole and can make us whole. And many of us know this to be true in our head. It's a, it's a true statement. But I also know that not so few struggle to get this, down, this truth down to the heart and the whole person, the whole being, and to live according to this truth. I think it's important to say that this hope is a gift to receive and gradually, for some people, learn to lean on and learn to trust. Therefore, I also think the deepest need and calling to everyone is to know God's love in our heart and our whole being. I think that is number one, actually. 
I think the core way to learn to trust and put our hope in God is to receive and rest in his love. Because to put my hope in him is not a performance to achieve or a demand to reach up to. It's a warm invitation to rest in. We are not called to and we can't reach up to God. He has already come down to us and he meets you where you are. And Jesus is your closest friend and companion. Jesus' love is what heals us. He's always first and your duty is to receive. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, it says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. His love is something to receive and to rest in. And it says also in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. For many people, healing is needed. Because a lot can shadow our eyes for his love in our lives. It can be fears, misunderstanding of biblical teaching, busyness, busyness, religious legalism, perfectionism, etc. And the aim is in the deepest to know that you are loved by God and to have a close relationship to him. And that is my main point here. So I also think there is a lot we can do ourselves to learn to know God deeper and better. And that is not a quick fix. It's a process. And for some people this takes time. I think one of the most important things is to be still with the Lord, to take time and dwell in his love. So first and foremost, to be still in his presence, that's essential. And for many people, this doesn't happen by itself. We live in a very busy day and age. We can't really find him and rest in him by running around. And you need to take time for this process regularly as a medicine. Secondly, I think it's very, and I mean that is biblical, (laughs) it's deeply important to read and to meditate his word. And in this context, focus about the, on passages about his love and his care for you and be still and just well on a single passage or a single verse even. Pray to him, talk to him. And thirdly, ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you where you are. And one of the main things which happens when we get filled by and experiences the Holy Spirit, many people can testify about this, is a deep sense, a deep knowing in our heart, in our head, the whole person, that I am loved by God. A deep, deep sense that I am loved by God. 
In Romans 8 it says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So be still, read the word, meditate on the word and pray. Invite the Holy Spirit to meet you and fill you where you are. And this is the core way to learn to know the Lord. And also receive God's love through other people. Our closest friend is Jesus, but that doesn't take away the fact that we need each other. Other people who we can see and we can touch. God has created us for each other. And God's love and grace is reflected through and in people as a sunbeam reflects in a mirror. So we can receive something, traces of God's love and grace through other people. And that is not just a, a nice and sweet word. This is really, really deeply important and deeply biblical. We represent Jesus and his love for each other. To receive people and their love is, a, is one way to learn to know God and his, and his love. And fourthly, live life to the full and serve the Lord and other people. This is my last and fourth point, which I think is important to focus on when we find ourselves ourselves in a time of waiting and longing for something we haven't yet seen. To try to live life to the full and to serve the Lord and other people. Every one of us are responsible for our attitudes and responses and to try to be content here and now. now. And I don't say this lightly. I, I don't mean it always comes easy. But I think it's very, very important to aim for this instead of complaining and be disappointed constantly. And here and now, live a, a full and whole life. And don't put life on hold because you don't have yet what you are longing for. And here and now, fill the place God has given you. And listen to God's calling here and now. And it is important to turn outwards, out to other people and the world. And see the joy and the beauty. And there is a lot to say about this, but this will be the main focus in the conference day later this year. Just a few headlines. First and foremost, count your blessings. This is not a cliche, it's a deep truth. We live in a culture where we can have nearly everything we want. At least it's the idea of our culture. And with this idea, and the idea of perfection comes the risk that nothing is really good enough. A constant strive for more and more and better and better, which will never make us satisfied. Peterson, in his translation of 
the Bible in the message translate Matthew 6 uh, part of it like this not be so preoccupied preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving on Matthew 6 30 to 33 a huge risk and temptation is also to compare ourselves ourselves with others. It's easy to think that other people have a perfect life. It looks like that on Instagram at least. But very, very few people has, so to speak, a perfect life or everything. That is an illusion. You have no idea what's behind the surface or outside the picture, what they are struggling with. It is very much about our attitude and our approach uh, when we think about counting our blessings. And now and here, I have the responsibility to be content, count my blessings and live here and now. And see and rejoice and focus on what we have instead of what we don't have. And also to reflect God's love in close and warm relationships. In my earlier point, I talked about to receive God's love from and through other people. Here, my point is to reflect and give his love to others. To reflect God's love in the midst of this world. We are created for relationship and community. And a close relationship with God are meant to lead to close and warm relationships with each other. In 1 John 4, verse 11 to 12, it says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete complete in us. We are called to love each other. We are called to turn outwards, out from ourselves and not just focus on ourselves. And finally, closely connected to this, serve the Lord where you are now. You don't need to wait until you have exactly what you are longing and waiting for before you serve the Lord. You don't need to put your life on hold. Now and here, you are a whole. You are whole as a person. And here and now, you are called to serve God and people. We are called to be good in the midst of a broken world. What does that mean for you? And in your case, where you are? In your place, in your neighbourhood, your workplace, family or further afield. We are hope to each other and to this world, to people and the whole creation. So find your place to serve, your calling and fill the place God has given you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
it says in Romans 15, verse 13. So these are my four points. Acknowledge your longing. Acknowledge your the pain, which is very often connected to a longing we haven't yet seen fulfilled. But know that God is your hope. And fourthly, live life to the full and serve the Lord and other people. And this fourth point will be the main focus on the conference day later this year, to turn outwards to other and do something, do something positive and good. And that, that conference day will have the theme, Hope Renewed. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.